money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm, yeah, I'm ready. But what? it's it's kind of about money today. It's a more serious topic. Oh, more serious. Than more money. serious more than serious money? Than money? Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh, <laughs> blast from the past. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we, we hear a voice, an extra voice. <laughs> well, you be- we better do an intro because there are those people who who haven't maybe known the journey of the radio show slash podcast that we do here. So today in the studio, we have an expert in financial everything, as well as radio, Ooh, former radio show host of the show, Financial Fitness with Lynn Fraser. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Ah, good morning. I am thrilled to be here. It's been... A while since I, I've been here. I have here. to say, I was, I didn't really wonder, but now that it happened, I thought, there's no way Lynn's going to not say anything in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> and here we are, first 30 right. seconds. You're absolutely uh, right. Lynn, Lynn chimes in. <laughs> For those of you who know Lynn, I'm going to give a little bit of history. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of, of um, housekeeping stuff, and then we're going to jump right into a catch-up with with Lynn Fraser. So for those of you who don't know, really the genesis of sharing the financial story um, on the radio came from Lynn. Lynn and I worked together in more than enough for 10, well, 11 years now. Yeah. And uh, and Lynn was the host of a show called Financial Fitness with Lynn Fraser, where we talked everything about money, debt, all of that stuff. And and, and that was the genesis. And really, uh, as Lynn left to do what we're going to find out a little bit later, what you did actually left the country, Rebecca and I um, rebranded and, and started Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. And, and so the genesis of being here in the studio recording was you, Lynn. So thanks for that. Well, thank you for giving me an opportunity to come back. I'm excited to be part of what you're doing here today. It's there cool. We go. So, you got anything to say before I do all the the housekeeping no, stuff? No, you better do the housekeeping. Okay. So but. first and foremost, <laughs> yeah, well, no, I know you have to. We have a sponsor. Well, today, we have a sponsor and like, today, and and you're you know all what? Laid back. I'm all well. I'm I was all, excited about David doing the housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, doing I, I know he does his share, but yeah. Well, we won't go there. No. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Reb's, Reb's going to bring the the housekeeping dirty laundry into the into the conversation. No, but good. today the show is brought or sponsored by Brent Vandermeer and the folks at uh, Vandermeer Wealth Management and Hollis Wealth. I've been practicing that. If you've yes. been hearing the show, I I got it off today. So way to go, uh, Brent. We love your team. If you have some money that you need to make sure it is working for you, Brent and his team are the ones that we need to connect to, and they help their clients 
clients find purpose for their wealth. And that's part of our calling and mission here at the show is to do exactly that. And they do that through extensive financial planning and using what I would say is a very unique investment management platform. And so if you have or have questions or are interested in getting more information about investing specifically, um, first and foremost, check out some of the archive shows that we have uh, that specifically have Brent in them. And uh, you can find those on morethanenough.ca. You can find them on chri.ca. Those are the archive shows. If you're a podcast person, then you can find the show on iTunes, you can find it on TuneIn, you can find it on Google Play. Just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. And uh, if it's not on your platform, if you have a platform that you love to download your podcasts, reach out to us at morethanenough.ca and let us know and we'll see what it takes to get on that platform. So there you go. There's the housework all done. So now I can share the scripture and the theme of our morning. Other than Lynn's going to give us some feedback. I know we do have a theme. You know, I'm all all business, right? Um, We always start the show with um, scripture. So I'm going to read a few verses from Psalm, uh, Proverbs 22. It's one of Dave's favorite verses ever, I think. But I'm going to read a few verses before it. And then um, we're going to ask Lynn to give us... Uh, a recap of where you've been, and then lead into um, the topic. So a good name is more desirable than great riches. This is Proverbs 22 at the beginning. To be esteemed, esteemed is better than silver or gold. Rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. A prudent man sees danger and takes refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Humility and the fear of the Lord bring wealth and honor and life. In the paths of the wicked lie thorns and snares, but he who guards his soul stays far from them. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he won't turn from it. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Mm-hmm. Now that one, if you've listened to our show, Dave has said that on many occasions. And, um, you know, the, it's not necessarily a nice verse, I guess. I mean, other than it's the word of God and it's powerful, but the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. And we're going to talk a little bit about with Lynn um, about slavery and that word slave. Um, the NIV actually says servant to the lender, mm-hmm. but that that word slave is a very powerful word that we are hearing more and more of today mm-hmm. because of of all the stats out there that there's more slavery. Actually, one of my kids said it to me. There's more slavery now today than there was, you know, a hundred years ago. I know. It's an incredible stat. It is. That, that today there's, yeah, there's more slavery today than ever in history. Yes. Right. When, yes. Even even when you take into consideration all the slaves in the South and and um, all this, you know, the all the slavery that has taken place around the world over the generations, there's more today in a, in a, in a world that yeah, it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it shouldn't belong. It should never belong. But slavery has been. I mean, <clears throat> when did when did Solomon write this? You know, it, it was a long ago, and that's just what nations did. You conquered a a nation and then enslaved them, right? Mm-hmm. That was you know, Rome did it, Egypt did it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Greece did, but <laughs> I, I, I'm sure they. I'm sure there were slaves, slaves in Greece. In Greece. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, why don't you before we jump into that serious topic, tell us where you've been. 
So for the last 15 months, I have been in Southeast Asia. Um, <clears throat> I left, yeah, I left in May of 2017 and have been focused on learning a new language. <laughs> and how's that been going? <laughs> well, um, I am not 20 anymore. <laughs> and actually, they say that your language skills are developed up to the age of eight. Wow. So I'm definitely not under that. And I'm further, much further away than I am. Anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> much further away from eight than <laughs> yeah, eight or 20 or 30 for that matter. Um, and so it takes me a little longer to learn language, I think, um, than someone that is younger. But it doesn't matter. I mean, I've really discovered that I just need to submit to the process and mm. um, be diligent and do what I, what I can do and pray and say, God, help, <laughs> please help, um, so that I can become more fluent. Because in order to be effective in the environment I'm in, I have to have the language. If I, if I don't have language, I, I'm no good to the people there at all. Right. Yeah. Can you say a greeting? Can you give a huh, greeting? I can say, Salama Pagi. There we go. Sayasanang kami bardoa hariini. I'm happy that we prayed this morning. Oh, okay, well, there we go. That, that's beautiful. That's mm -hmm. not too bad. I mean, for us who don't know anything about the language. She could be good. swearing at I us. Know, uh, can, uh, it sounds good I, to I me. I guarantee you're not. Uh, okay. I don't know the swear words. Nobody will teach them. No, uh, so, so actually, I did ask my teacher. I said, I haven't heard anything that, that I'm told. You know, I haven't heard anything out in the marketplace or anywhere around that people have said, don't use that word. Like, mm -hmm. are there swear words? And he said, oh, yes. <laughs> but we're not telling you what they are. Okay, good. Well, good. So, and 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 that's your home now, Southeast Asia. It is. You know, on the beach, just sitting there, sipping, you know, whatever. Is that what you do? Uh, that That's <laughs> actually, I actually had people say that to me before I left. Well, good for you. You're going to go and sit on a, on a beach and, the, <laughs> and avoid the winter and drink margaritas and... Um, that's not I quite. Said, okay. what, that's I not said, quite. okay, if you think that's what I'm going to do and it sounds that good, maybe you should come with me. <laughs> I didn't have any takers, so no. 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 It, it doesn't quite, it's not quite looking like that. It's not no. looking like that, no. And I'm saying Southeast Asia instead of being specific because there are security issues. Um, um, there are a lot of people that, that do know me in this environment, and so they would assume that I'm going there as a missionary, and I'm not. I, I mean, that's a word that is that can't be used in that part of the world um, because it would mean I don't get a visa, I'd be thrown out of the country, or worse. So, um, so I am a global worker, and I'm working in Southeast Asia. And yeah, yeah and and you are uh, finding it um, has been a good choice for you. <laughs> I couldn't imagine anything else, Rep. Wow. Um, I had the opportunity to speak at my home club. <laughs> my, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. A little bit of code language here. My home gathering, my family gathering um, recently. And um, one of the questions I was asked is, um, you know, has your, has your heart been stirred more for there? And what are the, what's the greatest thing of being there? And the greatest thing is knowing every day that I am living the adventure in that uh, I know that there's nothing that I can do without Christ. And so waking up every day going, okay, I am 100% reliant on you. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I need you desperately. And then going out knowing that he's there. And I, I couldn't imagine living here mm-hmm. in without that. And we should live that way here anyway. Sure. But it's easier in this environment, uh, in our Canadian culture and to live, to rely on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we do, we miss a whole lot. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, I, yeah, that's a, an amazing, uh, an amazing thing. But what, it, I mean, you were mentioning to just, we were chatting this morning about the things that you had to learn um, about driving or, or even, I remember you telling me a story about driving a car. I don't even know if Dave knows that story about buying a vehicle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not an easy process. <laughs> no, no. Um, people are not necessarily honest <laughs> and yeah, people tampered with odometers and, but they didn't know they were dealing with a woman that knew a little bit about cars. And so when they said there was only 40,000 kilometers and I saw the brake pedal, the metal, the mm-hmm. rubber was worn off the brake pedal and the steering wheel was a little worn. I, 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 <laughs> no, no. So which did they change, the odometer <laughs> or the steering wheel <laughs> and the brake pedal, right? Yeah, yeah you put these old pieces on. <laughs> and they won't let you check out a vehicle before you buy it. And they no. say, no, you can't take it to a garage. Mm-hmm. Because no, that's you, a sign no, of can't. disrespect, you said. No, yeah. it just won't come back. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or you'll take it to a garage and they'll replace the good parts with old parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or they won't let you jack it up and pull a wheel off. Like, mm-hmm. I was prepared to do that, to look at the brakes. <laughs> I just want to make sure they work, right? <laughs> yeah, you I just want to make sure that there's things. And I want to look underneath and no, they wouldn't. No, they, no, they, they wouldn't allow any of that. Yeah, but, wow. Yeah, different process. So, so talking about that, because I mean, this is a financial show. You came, in a sense, from the North American financial world, uh-huh. right? And then you get to Southeast Asia, and it's a little bit different. Or you, not. yes, or no, or not. Yeah. It, you know what? There's there there are some things that are different about it, um, and there's a lot of things that are very much the same. Like uh, people's fears. Are, are very much the same. And people suffer from the same concerns that we have in North America. They're, they're afraid that they won't have enough. Mm. And that, that uh, and, and even though we in North America and Canada, we're one of the richest late nations in the world, people worry all the time about not having enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Southeast Asia, people worry about not having enough. I don't think that's any different. Mm-hmm. Um, people in Canada are, have a heavy debt load People in Southeast Asia, at least where I am, have a heavy debt load as well, but it's different. Often there, instead of uh, to financial institutions, it's to family and loan sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... As opposed to a financial institution? Yeah. So if we're going back to that verse and talking about slavery, so they're enslaved, so to speak, to these loan sharks. To loan sharks, to family... Um, and there are some financial institutions, and there are places we know where you can buy things are promoted. You can buy on, um, you know, um, buy it now and pay it later. Mm-hmm. You know, over time, and I have no idea what those interest rates look like. But when you only earn the 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 average income, where I am, is equivalent of about three hundred fifty dollars a month. Right. So it doesn't take much so people bring in 350 dollars into their house and live on that yeah yeah wow that's almost well Well, and that's i mean in a sense that that puts it in perspective when you know it's ten dollars a day 
Right? If you think, mm-hmm. you know, $350 a month is averaging around $10 a day, that's still, of in income. a sense, income above the, the world average of 50% mm-hmm. of the world being but, on a dollar a day. But what is the cost of living then? <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hot. hot. They don't yeah. need heaters. So but, there's no heaters. Um, air conditioning, though. For some. Hmm. Um, a lot of people live in what they call cosas, which is almost like a rooming house. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, and it's above a store. So they have, I haven't been inside a coast yet, okay. but it is, I, I, it's like, yeah, it's like a rooming house and it's generally above like a little, uh, store mm-hmm. and, um, it'll just be a room with mattresses on the floor right. and probably a shared bathroom down the hall. A lot of people live that way. A right. lot of people and live, and live in multi-generations in their homes and yeah. As well. Yeah. yeah. And they don't yes. have, they generally don't have furniture in their house. Okay. Um, so they don't, they don't have tables or chairs. They sit on the floor on mats typically. Um, they don't have beds. They have a mattress on the floor and generally a whole family will sleep on a mattress. Right. right? They don't have multiple bedrooms. They have Maybe one room right. that the whole wow. family sleeps in, or maybe two rooms that the whole family. sleeps in. I can in. hear everybody uh, sighing, and so so that's a little <laughs> different than I, North America. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 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 their standard of living is is lower for sure. Yeah, and and, and you know, as I'm thinking about that, I, I'm also going. It, I mean, it's different in the sense that, um, and again, Lynn, you can chime in because I really don't know what I'm talking about. But you know what. The, the the cultural norm when everybody has in a sense the in a sense the same way so there's you know this is the way we live why would you think any different and we get trapped in that as well here in North America well this is what's done you're 25 you get a job you you know the North American dream you buy a house you get an education you know all of those things maybe the Southeast Asia dream. <laughs> looks a little different um but in in a lot of ways that culture does define what it looks like um yeah um but you know there's still um they do have TVs right right in their homes and they may not have any other furniture but they'll have a TV right and so they see north american television and they have the american dream Right. That you know that they aspire. They to aspire it. to the American dream, uh, and it 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 creates the same havoc there as it does here. It creates a whole lot of discontent with what they have, even though they're living. It's, it, in many most cases, that dream is very much not attainable. They still mm-hmm. aspire to it, and will find themselves in messes because they try to mm-hmm. could you have an example of a mess or of a of their version of being enslaved to the lender oh well I'll, yeah I'll, I'll talk about my friend <laughs> so I have an I have a friend that I actually I lived with when I first got there I lived with a family uh, a family of 14 in one house it was mm-hmm. an interesting uh, household. No, there's <laughs> there's a shutter. I just I just felt that through the airwaves. Wait, 14 in the same house. But you but oh, no. they because of their hospitality gave you a room with they, the, Yeah, uh, and yeah. I it took me a while to figure out who gave up a room or how many people give up a room to mm-hmm. have me there. But there was Oma or grandma who was 
over 80. And then the youngest in the household was Christopher, who was four, three, when I first got there. And so um, I was, um, my friend, I can say her name, my friend Vera, helped me with a lot of things. She helped me to get around to buy a car. She helped me. She taught me how to drive. She, you know, she helped me with a lot of things when I first got there. Awesome. And then I had to go away for a quick trip outside of the country. And um, um, the leasing bill was due on my car. And so I gave her the money to pay it while I was gone. And uh, she had volunteered to do that, take it off my plate because I was rushing around trying to get things ready. And when I came back, um, I got a call from the leasing company and said, your, your payment's due. And I went, I paid it. No, I didn't. I discovered that my friend Vera had stolen the money. And uh, she had to come clean because obviously I approached her and said, I gave you the money to pay for my car. Where Where is it? Mm-hmm. And she, so she fessed up that she, um, her daughter had... Um, tested really highly to be able to go to university which is like she was top like i don't know there was ten thousand people that competed to go to this university mm-hmm. and her thousand are chosen and so surprised she got to go but the, her mom didn't have any money mm-hmm. to send her so um she borrowed money from a loan shark and um and that was not you that wasn't me. No, that, no. Lynn is not there to be a loan shark. No, no. no. Just, no. just clarifying that. Yeah. She, I mean, the her heart seemed to be in the right place, um, and she felt desperate, and she wanted to do the best that she possibly could for her daughter. So she borrowed money from loan sharks to get her daughter there without any concept of how, what would happen tomorrow. She mm-hmm. didn't think through the cost. She just thought, she just knee jerk reaction. I need to take care of this. So she borrowed money from loan sharks. And um, when I came back, I, I I got back just in time because she then fessed up that she had been meeting with an agent, and these agents um, offered to find people employment in other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said it's not really it's not really an e- legal agent. Um, I have to turn over my passport. In order oh, to man. get this job. And so I oh. have an appointment with him tomorrow to do that. And I will be leaving the country to go somewhere. Oh. I don't really know where. I had just returned from a conference about human trafficking. And I knew, <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew that this is one of their primary methods of getting people. And so... So let, let's back wait, wait. up, pause for a second <laughs> and back up and, and make the connection. So... Here you've got a mother whose child says, you know, post-secondary education, going to university, can't afford it, um, and, you know, essentially says, well, there's an opportunity to borrow some money from... A friend. You know, dubious sources, or maybe not so dubious sources. No, no, it was someone that kind of presented themselves as a friend. It was someone that she knew for a while. Right, Mm -hmm. and and so she borrows the money, and of course, then when payment time comes, goes, well, I can't figure out how to pay it. And, And so then it's, well we can offer you a job so you can pay off this debt. Is that kind of how that goes? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's a very common methodology methodology that's used. Debt is used to enslave in many ways. It, debt, 
um, the many people go into the small villages where people don't have a lot of money and are desperate. They're desperate for food. They're desperate mm -hmm. for clothes. They're desperate to get their kids to school. Mm -hmm. And so they borrow money from these people that right. have offered it. And then the people show up on the doorstep. And ask and for payment. Asking for payment, knowing that right. these okay. don't these people don't have any means of paying it back. And then they say, well, we can get a job for your daughter. Right. We can get a job for your son. Give us, we'll take your daughter to the city and we will find her employment. Right. The chances are really good. They're not so this is where that verse really becomes like tangible, like more tangible than maybe what we experience in Canada. You know, we say we're enslaved, you know, with stress and anxiety to, to the banks. Yeah. Where what you're seeing is actual enslavement as a slave worker yeah. because you can't pay a debt. Yeah, that's true. And it's, this is like I could cry. This mm -hmm. is like 2018 in our world. Mm -hmm. There are all for money. There are more children sold. Um, and I mean, often sometimes they're sold by the parents knowingly, knowing what they're going into and not caring sometimes they're just trapped mm -hmm. they're, they don't they have no idea these parents think oh this is this is a white and shining a knight white knight a knight <laughs> in white shining armor that has come mm -hmm. to save us from this this difficult disaster when our crops fail mm -hmm. and um and so they don't know any better they think that their their daughter is going to have a better opportunity for employment they think they're doing the right thing for they, their family. They just right. don't know. They right. just don't know. Oh. They just don't know. So what happened to this? We have a few minutes left, mm -hmm. so you better tell us what happened. What yeah, happened we don't want to leave everybody hanging. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so when Vera said she was going to be going to meet with the agent the next day, um, I said, not a chance. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. You're not going. You're not. And that, that, that $400 you stole from me, we'll, we'll, we'll just call that a day i'm that's not the end of the world for me and we're going to work out a better plan we're going to i'm going to help you with your budgeting i'm going to help you figure out a solution mm -hmm. to this and it does not include um going to another country and going back to this agent um and a year later um i mean we're still friends she comes to my house quite regularly with needs and prayer and such and um she's still a big part of my life and she's healing mm-hmm She's healing. She's still she and, and, and she, she pay, she's a believer. Does she pay back the the loan sharks? Yeah. She's almost done. Wow. She's almost and done. And she owned she she had a big debt. And favor of God, her daughter got an absolutely full scholarship this year. Mm -hmm. Because because instead of going underneath behind the scenes trying to figure it out on her own, she had to become vulnerable, share her circumstance, and now she has full scholarship for her daughter. She's had help in working out how to pay off these loan sharks. Mm -hmm. And she's she's stepping stepping into freedom. She will have step into freedom with no debt. And your relationship is intact. And relationship's and intact. And it, so is her life. Mm -hmm. That I that's just a beautiful, encouraging story. And I think uh, you know, we only have a minute or two left in the show, but recognizing that you know, sometimes, you know, before you, again, looking at that progression saying it was good, it was good. She wanted something good for her daughter. You know, she just couldn't quite afford it. And then in a sense, um, 
feeling like she had no other choice yeah. mm-hmm. and just giving yourself the grace. And that's my practical today. I always like to leave a little practical. When you feel that way, stop and say, you know what? There's always another way. There's always another solution. There's something else that, that you can do uh, other than going to debt. And, and let's leave it there. We got one minute left. Dan's at the window here uh, in the studio going, <laughs> you better wrap this thing up. But we are going to have another, we're going to have you back, Lynn, and and continue on the conversation right. because we didn't really, we just got barely going. So yeah. we're going to do that again. Today's show is sponsored by the folks at Brent Vandermeer and Vandermeer Wealth Management and Hollis Wealth. And again, if, if you've got some money that you are looking to invest or you want to make sure you're a good steward with, uh, touch base with Brent and and his team, and they'll certainly help guide you through that. Um, again, uh, if you need to recap the show, get another show, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, feel free to download the podcast on any number of platforms. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.